Problem Fox Pop, leveling This week's episode of Skies and Beyond Radio, we look at my past trip to Florida, the highs and the lows, and both my experience on JetBlue and Spirit Airlines. Hey everyone, welcome back into another episode of Skies and Beyond Radio. I want to first of all apologize for not producing as many episodes as I wanted to. The past month has been slightly chaotic for me. I've been very busy with work. I've been very busy with my personal life. And I just honestly have not had time to record an episode uh, for Skies and Beyond Radio. So we're coming back. And one of the main reasons I'm throwing this episode up right now is because I had actually a message on my Instagram that somebody had said, hey, you know, your, your content's great, but I really do miss, you know, your episodes. And that really motivated me to sit down tonight and actually do an episode um, kind of like going over my last trip to Florida, which was just a few days ago. Ironically, the funny part about this is that I was actually, the last time I recorded an episode was when I was originally supposed to go down to Florida. I ended up canceling that trip primarily because, well, there was bad weather. And when I look at trips, and I've talked about this in the past, I kind of tend to make sure that the at least the three days or at least two out of the three days or at least all of the days are like viable for spotting there has to be good conditions i really don't mind wind so much but more so it's just i want nice clear skies or at least some clouds for contrast and if i look at the weather ahead of time and there's just not a good conditions for or there's not good conditions for spotting i'll either postpone my trip or just cancel it completely so the last time I was supposed to go down, there was uh, ended up being a hurricane or it was a tropical storm. I can't quite remember, but uh, they had it, it was coming in, and I actually didn't even know about it until the last second. I had already canceled my trip. I got a refund on JetBlue. I got the JetBlue credits for it, and I think I lost out on the rental car, which was eh, it was fine. It was whatever it is, what it is. Got my money back for the hotel, and then I said I'll reschedule. The Last Florida trip that I was on, it was I left on Monday, this past Monday, and I came back on Wednesday. And that trip was actually kind of not literally last minute. I had a couple weeks to plan it, but I looked at the weather and then I realized too that I was going to lose my credit from JetBlue at the end of the year. I don't remember if that's a new thing or not, but I've had never had really an issue with it. So I was like, you know what, I'll book my trip. We'll head back down there. We'll try this all over again, and I'm glad I did. So this is kind of like the experience I had um, down there. And, you know, every spotting trip has its ups and downs. I've always, and I have told people this in the past, but my trip to Chicago, the best day was the second day. Um, My trip to Florida, this time around, the best day was the second day. It always seems like the second day is always the best day for spotting or the best experiences. Now, the reason for that, I feel, is that it's the travel. Now, traveling from one place to another 
can be tiring and it can be taxing on the body. So co concentrating and you know for on um, when you're photographing aircraft, you know your body just gets tired and you know, mind you, I'm coming from New England where it was like 27 degrees when I left, and I arrived in Florida and it was almost 80. So huge difference in temperatures, which is actually funny because I think I wore jeans, um, had my long sleeve shirt on, my hoodie on. Um, that was ready to go for kind of colder climates. And I got off the, you know, the aircraft in Fort Lauderdale and I was on the jet bridge and I immediately regretted everything I wore. It was just so hot. For me, it was so hot. Floridians, you know, you guys are like, oh, this is great. This is the winter time. You know, we're putting lights on palm trees and <laughs> decorating our cactuses or whatever the heck they have. And I'm kind of like struggling just to get from the jet bridge to the rental car place because I was just so darn hot. But um, but I digress. I'll kind of jump jump back into that. But uh, yeah, like I said, there was highs and lows. I had some really good experiences. I had some experiences that I wish were a little bit better, but nonetheless. So I left on Monday really early in the morning. My flight was on JetBlue. I flew out of Boston Logan. Um, I didn't want to fly. I couldn't fly out of my home airport because the Spirit route that used to fly Manchester to Boston, excuse me, Manchester to Fort Lauderdale, they kind of stopped doing that route in December. Don't know why. It's one of those things, you know, ironically too, it's the route comes back in January. I think you can fly direct uh, to Fort Lauderdale. And I think there's a turnaround on the same day so you can fly back at night. So either way, so I fly out of uh, Boston. I get there super early. My flight's at about 5.30 in the morning. I think boarding is at 5.30. So I'll have to be up at 3 a.m., drive down there, get everything situated. You know, I'm already tired because I just worked the full weeks of uh, work, of, you know, at my job. And I'm, you know, I'm already kind of like a little bit on the tired side. But I get down there. I had a really great experience. Got right through TSA really fast. I had no problem with them. Uh, I was flying on an A321. I think I was in 23F, I believe. I have to double check my ticket but I can't remember um but a really nice wing view um some of those videos would be on my Instagram shortly for the departure uh so we pushed back the flight time was supposed to be about two hours and 48 minutes we pushed back I was at C16 and I remember sitting there and I was looking and I go what is Southwest taxiing by or excuse me zooming by because they taxi like the fastest I've never seen anyone taxi before out of any airline but they taxi by and I go I wonder where they're going and I thought, oh, they must have changed the runways. They were using, um, I think, four, no, excuse me, they were using the 22s originally, and then they switched. So C-16 in Boston, if anyone's been there, uh, it's the terminal, kind of it juts out. And it's a kind of a good spotting location, too, when you're up in the central parking garage. You can see that's, that's C, the you know, central terminal, and C-16 kind of shoots out. So when we push back, all we had to do is taxi forward, and then we make a left, and then we're already at the runway because they were taking off of 15 right, which I've never taken off of 15 right in Boston. It was actually a pretty cool experience because it's just a different perspective on the flight. So we took off, and I'm almost certain that we didn't even do the standard instrument departure. There was like no SID really involved. I am pretty sure they got direct right to the Calverton transition and we shot straight down to Florida, which allowed us to arrive 30 minutes ahead of time. Now, flashback to January, 
when I flew Spirit from uh, Manchester down to Fort Lauderdale for the day, uh, we arrived 20 minutes early, and we got to the, this is on Spirit, um, and we got to Fort Lauderdale 20 minutes early, sat in the tarmac for another 15 minutes because, you know, our gate wasn't ready, finally got to our gate, then they couldn't figure out how to work the jet bridge, that's another 15 minutes, and then the boarding and everything like that, so... Long story short, we arrived 20 minutes early on Spirit, and I ended up get, uh, getting off the plane 10 minutes after, so I ended up actually just being like 35, 40 minutes past when I was supposed to actually arrive. But when I was on this last flight with JetBlue, we arrived 30 minutes early, taxied right to the gate. There was a gate open, or our gate was available. Got off the plane, and that's when I kind of experienced the heat of Florida right away from the New Englander who just left the 27 degree, 24 degree temperature environment. So I get there, um, go to the rental car place. I get my rental car. I'm supposed to meet a friend down there. He's still driving down. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go, you know, do some spotting. I think the first place I went, I actually went to the hotel first. Um, couldn't check in on time. So I was like waiting, waiting, waiting for my buddy. Ended up going to uh, the green belt. I uh, did some spotting from the green belt. Clouds were slightly rolling in, but it wasn't too bad. Um, then I thought, you know, I forgot. I'm going to go to this other place. There's another spotting location in Fort Lauderdale. And I drove over there. And now the last time I was there, this is off of runway. You're going to quote me if I'm wrong. It's 10 left. Uh, so I, I went to that spotting location. And then before, there used to be a mound of dirt, kind of like just, you know, they built up something and they had a mound of dirt there you were able to stand on that mound and shoot over the fence well the mound's gone now and of course it's a parking lot for the cars that do not exist in that parking lot so i was kind of bummed out there was no real parking lot to or excuse me there was no real mound to stand on so kind of had to get creative and i was like well you know it's an official spotting location just go right up to the fence line you know take my shots walk away so um overall it was a you know it was a good experience. There was a lot of great variety. Some people in Florida might disagree with me about variety, but I think it was really good overall, uh, more so than we get here at my local airport. And then Boston, of course, is a little bit busier. But um, overall, it was a really good experience, but it was really wicked hot out, and I was already burning up. Like, I already could feel the sunburn kicking in on my neck, and I had a long sleeve shirt on, thank goodness. So, um you know, I've, I apply sunscreen where I can, you know, at the times that I need to. But I don't think nothing really ever prepares you for if you're from New England and then go to Florida. It just kind of like it's kind of all hits you all at the same time. Uh, some really cool aircraft came in that day. I uh, was still waiting for my buddy at the time. He finally got there. Uh, we did some spotting at that location. Uh, went and got lunch. I think it was later on in the day now. Uh, went to the Green Bell for a little while. And then after that, I went back to the hotel around 4 o'clock and checked in, got my room. Probably made the wrong mistake on the hotel, but it's okay. You know, this is what happens when you buy a cheap hotel. I'm not saying it was a roach motel. There was no critters running around, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the um, Holiday Inn Express. Let's put it to you that way. Uh, so put my stuff down, grabbed my gear, told my buddy I'll meet him. Hey, I'll meet you in the hibiscus garage and we'll do some long exposures. So he was driving back that night, and I met him back there, and we started working on long exposures, and I always forget, but if, the, if there's any wind whatsoever, it's just like even the little slight gust 
is going to screw up your long exposure completely. But the wind ended up dying down just enough where I could, you know, get some good shots in. So the photography uh, at nighttime was a really good experience as well. That pretty much capped off the day, said so long to my friend. Um, you know, headed back to my hotel room. By this time, I'm already exhausted. Um, ended up looking at some photos, editing a few of them, and then was like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Time to wake up tomorrow. I'll do this all over again. So now it's Tuesday. Um, I'm pretty well rested. I actually ended up sleeping in a little bit. Uh, I went and grabbed coffee. And the goal for Tuesday was to work uh, Miami and... I keep forgetting how good the sunlight is down there during the winter time. I could have gone down there a lot earlier, but I didn't. I chose to sleep in. I went to go see um, some old spots where I used to hang out at and my old neighborhood, and then I drove down to Miami. So I went down to Miami, and I met up with a few spotters down there. Right before I spotted at Miami, I went to the airplane shop, picked up a bunch of cool models, uh, that I didn't have, and some of them were on sale, so I took advantage of that. And then I went to El Dorado in Miami, where I did most of my shooting from. And, I mean, honestly, Miami's one of the better airports to spot at. They have a few good locations. During the winter, it is perfect. If you ever are in uh, South Florida, and you happen to be in, in, in or around Miami, I highly recommend spotting there. There's just always a guarantee of cool stuff coming in. If you like American Airlines, then it's the perfect spot for you because it is non-stop American Airlines. But you get a bunch of other stuff. You get Spirit, uh, Copa for the international stuff. You've got British Airways, Swiss, uh, I think there's uh, Virgin Atlantic. Um, then on the cargo side, you have Atlas, KLM, CAM Cargo. Um, I think Amazon, uh, excuse me, I don't know who operates. I think pretty sure it's Atlas operates the Amazon Prime flights into there. So there's a lot of great stuff, and El Dorado was actually the first time I spotted in that location, and it is, it is perfect. I will have to say it is a perfect location for spotting, and that is all the way through the day. From the morning, the moment the sun rises to the moment the sun sets, you have perfect lighting conditions. So if you are in Miami, like I said, go spot at Miami, at El Dorado, as long as the runways are correct and uh, that they're using. So... Anyways, moving forward, uh, had some great spotting there. Uh, went over to another location, which I thought was really cool. Didn't know about in Miami. They have one specific location on the north side, in the middle of the airport, but it's on the north side uh, from El Dorado, where they have, you know, people call it the holes. And they have these holes that are cut into the fence with, you know, a little ring around them so you can put your lens through and take your photos. No one bothers you. You know, they keep to themselves. And it's really, really, really cool. So I did that. Uh, I think after that, it was already past 5 o'clock. Sun was going down. So I said to myself, you know what? I don't really want to get stuck in traffic too bad. So I'm going to go back to the airplane shop after I have some dinner. Uh, I talked with the lady that owned it. She's really, really great. Um, glad they didn't go out of business down there. Then they just moved locations. Uh, the old, they used to be in, located in the old Pan Am offices. And they ended up moving locations because of the, their I think their lease went out. Um, but I'm super stoked that they're still down there. If you have a chance, swing on down to the airplane shop in Miami as well. And I always tell people, why do you pack two bags and one of your bags is extremely light? Because I know that if I go down there, I'm going to buy something. It's no matter if it's a 1-200 or a 1-400 scale, I am going to find something 
the stuff in my bag and bring it home. I'm sure most model collectors can understand that. But anyways, uh, that was pretty much the entire day in Miami. The weather was absolutely perfect. I had no issues with lighting whatsoever. Um, I headed back to my hotel room that night. I didn't do any long exposures that evening because I was just too tired. It's a lot of driving. Um, and then called it a night. And then uh, that was pretty much it for the whole Miami experience. Even though it was just a day, it was still a really good experience. And now, of course, we're on to the last day in Florida. We're on a Wednesday. Weather was supposed to be really good again. Um, I actually woke up early this time and I went right to Miami. I missed Azul's uh, special livery by about... 30 minutes, uh, I was kind of bummed about that, but I got a bunch of other cool things. Uh, Bear Force One came in, the New York Jets livery came in from JetBlue. Um, I mean, Max after Max after Max was taxiing by, and I thought it was really great. But I spotted there for most of the day, um, got more sunburnt, saw a bunch of the OG spotters, as I like to call them, with their ladders all set up, ready to go, which I really think is really great. I mean, it's cool that there's a community of people that kind of just get together just for the photography aspect of things. I think it's really cool. So I pretty much spent my entire day there from like 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning all the way to about 2 o'clock where I was going to go visit some family friends right before I left because I think my rental car was due at 4 and my flight was due uh, to take off at 8.30 or 8.55. So I was going to go see some family friends and I'm Driving over to uh, Hollywood, Florida, which is, you know, a city right next door. And I get this text alert on my phone and it says, you know, hey, your JetBlue flight has been delayed. So I was like, oh, so I'm at a red light and I look down. I go, I wonder how long it's delayed for. And I'm like, oh, 11 o'clock. I'm like, oh, and I thought to myself, that has to be when it arrives. I'm like, nope. Now your new scheduled departure time went from 830. Now it's 1155. And I go, what the actual blank? I was like, I cannot, I have to work tomorrow. Like, I can't wait until, you know, 11 o'clock to take off. That'll put me back into Boston about like 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning. So I'm like, this is, I just can't do this. So I ended up pulling over. I went to a Miami Subs, um, ordered some food, kind of tried to calm down a little bit because, you know, I don't, like, I don't like cancellations and delays. They just freak me out. And um, I had to make a really quick split decision choice, and I looked online for the next flight out and it so happened to be on Spirit Airlines. Now, of course, there's no Spirit Airlines flight right from Fort Lauderdale to Manchester right now, so I had to fly to Boston, which is fine. That's where I was getting picked up at. Anyways, and so that's what I did. I literally canceled my JetBlue flight, bought a Spirit ticket, and now, I, of course, I paid way too much than I should have, but if you're buying a plane ticket in the last, say, four hours, you're going to pay top dollar no matter what it is. I don't care if it's Spirit, United, American, JetBlue, whatever. You're going to be paying a lot more versus if you bought it, like, say, three to four months out. So I buy my ticket. I get checked in. And I'm like, all right, we're good. I have a flight home. This flight's supposed to leave at 745, which actually ended up being, like, 815, I think, if I remember correctly. It still put me back in a uh, back into Boston way earlier than I was going to be if I was on JetBlue. So I uh, went back to the airport, dropped my car off, ran into a friend of mine who's a pilot for Spirit Airlines, and we chit-chatted for a little bit. Uh, he was off to Detroit, and I'm going back to Boston. Uh, and then, um, you know, I'm in the airport, you know, paying for overpriced fruit platters. 
uh, because that's what I wanted to eat. I was so tired of eating fast food all week. And I was just like, oh, well, you know, whatever. So editing some photos, I get back on the flight, you know, smooth flight. I was seated in 2A. I was on the A320neo, which is pretty cool. Now, Spirit Airlines doesn't have a first class. Uh, they have this something called the big seat, which is used to be at one point in time when Spirit Airlines bought these aircraft, they used to have first class cabin seating. So instead of taking the first class cabin seating out, what they ended up doing is saying, you know, we'll keep it in, we'll remove the partition because we want everyone to sit together, but we will call it the big seat and we'll charge more for it, which is fine. You know, I'll gladly sit two to a, uh, two to a row or four to a row than being cramped three to a row. So 2A, if you guys are ever on the A320 or on the A320neo, 2A is a great uh, seat to sit in if you really enjoy wing views and engine views. But um, we pushed back, uh, took off, really smooth flight all the way. I think I took a nap for at least an hour. Um, had no issues with that. And we landed back in Boston. Now, the funny thing is, the moment I landed in Boston on Spirit, the JetBlue flight that I was supposed to be on was just taking off. So this is like 11, 11.25 at night, 11.30. I'm back already in Boston, and the flight I was originally supposed to be on just departed. So I'm really lucky on that, and I had to spend a little bit more, kind of like a pretty penny on it. But I think it was, it was worth paying the price because I had to be back at work. So overall... The Florida trip was great. I had a great experience down there spotting. I, like I said, I highly recommend it to anyone that has a new location they want to go spot at. Um, Florida is just, is during the winter, I will say during the winter, don't go during the summer. It's just not even worth it. Um, but go down there. Fort Lauderdale has three major spotting locations that you can go to. They're just really, really phenomenal. Uh, Miami is another one, and also, of course, the airplane shop. And there's a bunch of little airports around as well. Uh, I didn't get to any of those this time around, just the major airports. And my experiences on JetBlue on the way up, you know, really good. I give them five stars all around. Service is good. Uh, snack variety that they pass out on the flights for the in-flight snacks is really, really good. Um, and even though a lot of people might dog and on Spirit and talk them down, I personally don't mind them. They're, you know, they get me from point A to point B, and that's it. I mean, you don't, you have to pay for your snacks if you want them. But you know what? In all reality, just buy a pack of gummy bears at the uh, kiosk and then just take them on the flight. They're not going to say no to you. Um, but overall, like I said, great experiences on both, and I had a really great trip. And um, but I do apologize for not having a podcast out the past couple weeks. Like I said, it's just been really, really, really busy. Um, I haven't had time for a Q&A. I did have one on my Instagram, which I had really good res um, responses from. I sent those questions out as many as I could uh, throughout the day. But uh, thank you to the one person uh, that, well, I've not just one, I've had many people ask, but one specific person that sent me a message and say, I really miss listening to your podcast. That really helped me motivate or motivate me to do this episode tonight. And even though it's kind of short and I kind of rambled about my trip, I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And with that, this wraps up yet another week of Skies and Beyond Radio. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. And if you liked it, make sure to rate it on your podcast services as well as pass it along to your friends. I hope you guys all have a great week, and until next time, happy spotting.
Yep. 